Over the previous three episodes, we've been in the northern part of the UK, visiting producers making the most of less favourable grape-growing weather. Today, however, we head south to the Bolney Wine Estate, who are growing grapes in what they claim in Sussex is the sunniest part of the UK. As one of the oldest vineyards, they are pioneers of wine in Britain, especially in red wine varieties such as Pinot Noir. Now celebrating their 50th year with some special long-aged vintages, they are the perfect people to discuss the importance of aging wine. As always, I'm joined by my team of tasters and I'm looking forward to getting their thoughts as new wine tasting enthusiasts. We'll also be reflecting on the importance of aging in us as human beings. What does it do to our body and character? In this hottest of summers, England's green and pleasant land still just about survives. We're ambling down a tiny country lane in Sussex. The hedgerows are bright green on both sides of us and towering above us are these magnificent old, old trees. We've got the South Downs just to our south and right ahead of us we've got nestled into the side of the hill the beautiful Bolney estate with its vineyards green and leafy and inviting. Well, I can't think of anywhere I'd rather be. Uh, the sun is blazing down on me on this heat wave influenced August day, but there's a breeze coming off the south coast. I can see the South Downs there. There's, I'm surrounded by mature forest. I can see a beautiful old church tower just to the left. And I'm in the middle of a vineyard. And this is the Bolney Vineyard, full of Chardonnay grapes and Pinot Noir grapes and Pinot Gris grapes. These are things that a generation ago, people said it is impossible to do this in this country. And yet here I am in a vineyard which is actually now one of the most well-established vineyards in England. It's 50 years old. And I must admit, I look at the grapes here, I look at the crop on the vines, and in this strange, heat-blessed year, this looks like uh, an astonishing vintage waiting to happen. Welcome everyone uh, to Bolney Wine Estate. My name is Nick and I'm the cellar door manager and uh, I run, also run our tours here at Bolney, which is a very big part of, uh, of our offering. We're going to uh, take you around, uh, we're going to talk about a bit about uh, all things Bolney, uh, what we do in the vineyard, uh, and then we're going to go up to our, our winery and talk about, uh, talk about winemaking. We're walking through the centre of our 18-acre vineyard with a beautiful South Downs uh, to our south. Uh, we're surrounded by forest, which is great because that's a windbreak. Um, so you, you don't want uh, winds, to, heavy winds to affect uh, the vines. So we're nicely enclosed. Uh, we have a big site. We have a nice south-facing slope. 
And it, weirdly, it was the Romans that worked out that if you combine the right aspect, i.e. the direction of your vineyard, with a good slope, and 40 degrees would be perfect, and it's typical of them to work out that had such precision. Uh, and this is virtually that. And then you intensify the sun's rays to their maximum possible extent, which gives your grapes the best chance of ripening to their really? fullest extent, uh, which is, as I said, our end game in the vineyard, to try and uh, create uh, the ripest possible grapes in our, in our cooler climate. And um, we, we're just walking past uh, Pinot Noir on our, on our left, uh, still, still yet to change colour. We're looking for that to happen over the next couple of weeks. We've got Pinot Gris uh, to our right. Um, those two of our signature wines. We've got some respite at last, gang, haven't we? Yep. Out in the vineyard, <laughs> as, uh, we, we might as well have been in the Sahara half the time, thinking, I, I've never felt so hot in my life. But now we are actually in the winery. And I must admit, I'm getting a bit thirsty. And luckily, the girl to my left is Sam. Hello, Sam. Hello, Hans. This is your winery, Bolney, and you've been absolutely part of this beautiful part of Sussex probably forever, haven't you? For most of my life, yes, since I was four. And did you enthusiastically adopt wine? Not until I got into my 20s and then realised that I actually quite like drinking wine and my parents had a vineyard. I, was, uh, I started just at the time winemaking here, just at the time that Sandy Moss was making at Nightimber and Mary Mudd was making at Carter's Vineyard. So the three of us were the three first lady winemakers in yeah. the UK. Yeah. Nowadays, we regard women winemakers as, as so much part of the norm that we actually we think we're more likely to see a woman being a winemaker than a man. Yeah. But in those days, was it very different? Oh, very, very different. It was very male-dominated and quite difficult. The, the culture was very difficult at the time, but we fought our way through all these retired majors in their tweed jackets? There was a fair few, yes, yeah. yeah. A, a different attitude towards viticulture and winemaking. It was more of a hobby, more of an interest, whereas now it's very much very professionalised in our industry. People are doing it for business because they love it as well, so passion is there too. Well, look, you've got a, what looks like an enticing and thrilling glass of sparkling wine uh, in, in front of you and in front of all of us. Can you tell us all about this? I can. It's always time for a drink, isn't it? A glass of wine. So in 2018, which was a, an amazing vintage for English wine, we decided to make a couple of wines ready for our 50th anniversary. And we called these the Pioneers Vintage after Mum and Dad. So these are Pioneers Edition Blanc de Blanc that we're tasting now. And we made it. Uh, we pressed them very gently. We fermented some in barrel and then left ageing in barrel for a year, which we've never done before as Blanc de Blanc and then it was bottled, and then they were aged in bottle for a couple of years. And then we've actually kept it on cork. And this is really, really important about winemaking is to leave a sparkling wine on cork. When you leave it on cork, the dosage you put in wine, because all sparkling wines, traditional sparkling wines, they have sweetness added back in, otherwise it'd be quite dry. So we put some sweetness back and we use concentrated grape musk we put back into ours, and it gives it time for that to marry in and actually become part of the wine. But when you first do it, there's two separate components in the wine. So you have to let that marry in and the lovely honeyed characters and flavours come through from that marriage. You've talked about three different sorts of ageing there. So a bit of age does you good. I think so. I couldn't agree I'm more. I'm a wiser person. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what do you lot think? Do you think a bit of age does us good? I think so. I, 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 I think, I, I think um, age and maturity gives you wisdom. Mm. that's actually gained through the years. I think that you do evolve into, I have anyway, a different person. Because experience shapes the man or the woman. Mm. Thinking of age, and, and, and it makes me think of elders, and in, in the Caribbean culture, we tend to really honour our elders because we think they've got 
all this wisdom and strength and we, we want them to live with us in our homes because they'll just continually be teaching us this wisdom and strength in years and years and years of knowledge and experience. So when I, when I think of age and it makes me go to elder and honouring, mm. almost like honouring the wine if you're a drinker. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think of ageing a lot in my 50s as I've got friends that are older than me and they're grey and they're dyeing their hair and... I wish they would just leave it natural and let, let's just see it and love it for what it is. Certainly with wine, uh, you used that word respect there mm. for the elders in, mm. in, in, in your family. Mm. Um, older wine uh, needs to be approached with a bit more respect mm. and a bit more thoughtfulness. Uh, younger wine can be brash and furious and mm. you, you, you sort of to hurl it down your throat and think, wow, gosh, <laughs> and it sort of makes your eyes pop. But older wine is a much more contemplative, gentle uh, uh, pleasure. And I, I would have thought that ageing makes us more open to the contemplative side of life. Do you, mm. Louise, how do you find ageing? So I'm thinking about dosage, dosage. And I'm thinking, as we get older, as I've got older, and like you say, you know, slings and arrows, blah, blah, the inclination to bitterness, to feeling a narrowing of opportunities, it needs to be addressed. So the idea of actually putting a bit of sweetness back in, making sure you've got joy. Like you said, you needed to go away because it had been a bit of a tough year, so you need to get joy back in your life. And I'm thinking that's really important. Yeah. yeah, so it's not just the process of, of maturation, it's actually making sure you add stuff back in. Mm. And it's proactive. It's proactive. Yeah. So we have yeah. to, that adding sweetness, because you're right, with a wine, many wines as they get older develop a certain bitterness. Um, but <laughs> with any luck, they develop... Uh, as oxygen, in a way, ages the yeah, wine, but that. sweetens it as well. Yeah. As, 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 as maturity and experience ages us and, and often can sweeten our personalities as well. But you're absolutely right. If you feel the bitterness coming, mm. you can add some do sweetness. It's not, yeah. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing for me if I think about ageing, was I thought there'd be an end point and everything would be sorted and it's all great. And then you go, oh, no, life doesn't... No. Ah. Yeah, yeah. Ah. So life. the idea yeah. of... Hard as it ever was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then keeping going, actually. Yeah. So you do need a bit of sustenance. Yeah. Yeah. I was just looking at the, the bubbles, the small bubbles that keep coming up and doing the formation. And it's like um, ageing, like life, you know, the changes and the challenges and the obstacles and the insights that you get at different stages of ageing and I think like the wine, you know, you get time to pause and just like reflect and enjoy, hopefully, you know, if you have that mindset. But the bubbles are just like very, I think, meditative. I missed out the right word. Meditative. <laughs> yeah. Meditative. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yes. Mm. So, yeah. Gosh, we've contemplated this yeah. glass for a long time we've now, so it, yeah. be, yeah. <laughs> it's matured nicely. Yeah, in the exactly, glass. Yeah. That was the fourth exactly. bit of maturing in the glass. In the glass, <laughs> teasing us while we're looking absolutely, at it. Absolutely, absolutely. So this this smells lovely now. Well, this is smelled slightly different when it was just poured. It's got a, a richness to it now. It's changed slightly, hasn't it? Yeah. Well, I'm getting baked apples. Baked, which are very different to fresh apples. Yes. Totally. Completely yeah. transformed mm. when you bake them. 
like an English apple tart, mm. though mm. I, I hate to sound jingoistic, is the best apple tart in the world because <laughs> it's made with acid apples. Yes. Uh, yeah. Not with dessert apples. Which you wouldn't eat as, 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 a, as a, an eating apple. You wouldn't eat a dessert apple. You wouldn't eat a cooking apple. You no, would not. I would. would. You would. <laughs> <laughs> they would in Scandinavia. <laughs> would they? Oh, right, <laughs> OK. But, it, but with the sweetness of everything else mm. that goes with an apple tart, with the sweet pastry, ice cream, mm. custard, mm. cream, whatever you put with it, then you need that balance of the tartness and the same with the it's wine, isn't it? You need the acidity it, to balance yeah. it out, mm. yeah. How do you think that age... Uh, has af affected you, uh, those of us. Um, do you feel that as, that as, as you've got older, um, age has been a benefit or uh, a negative? Obviously, there are some things about age which we don't like. Um, are they balanced out by the things that we do like? I think so. I mean, as I've got older, I've actually become more tolerant of the people's point of view. And um, it's a little bit like you were saying about the red wine. You'll make a decision which is almost quite fearless and you might think it's the wrong one, but because you've got the experience mm. behind you, yeah. you'll sort of carry on knowing that in the end, things will turn out okay. So as a young person, you've not got that. So you could be, you could be making rash decisions, but it's a little bit like the bitterness being balanced as well. We do make a lot of mistakes. In the passage of life, we make a lot of mistakes. But I think the thing is, and I think you said this some time ago, that it's learning from your mistakes. Mm. It's learning from your mistakes. You're thinking, well, I did this 20 years ago. I'm not going to do that again. I'll handle it this way. The other thing is as well, so I was raised by my grandmother. Right. And her, my aunties and uncles was, was upset with her because she would give me more freedom than she would give them. But I remember her saying this one statement, and I see it in me now, is that with age, you see things differently and you give things a different chance than you would mm. when mm. you were younger. Mm. And um, she said that you had to move with the times, yeah. mm. that the times of what we are now was different from when she raised her children then. There's mm. two things going mm. on there with ageism. There's the thing around you have your pain and your trauma and you live by it and you learn by it. Mm. And then there's also that with age, you see things differently than you would do when, when you were younger. And I, I'm in my 50s and I keep hearing myself say, wow, if I was 20 years younger, I definitely wouldn't look at it how I look at things That's now. And, mm. and I, you know, I'll do things and I think, oh, if it was 10 years ago, I'd be cursing like a banshee, but now I'm all chilled and laid back and a bit more. I see it in a different light than I've seen it in my 30s or my 40s. Yeah. Elaine, are you finding it, uh, this ageing thing, an interesting uh, experience? Yeah, I think as, as a woman, I'd, I always think there's... Looking back in my sort of, like, different stages of my life and... I think with women, there's always this ideal that you want to be and shape and pressures that are put on you and you think you're never like, you know, you're, you're too fat, you're too thin, you're too this. And I think as age has gone on, I'm just thinking, I am what I am. Yeah, in my own skin, so yeah, yeah, yeah. a bit yeah, like, good. you know, the mm. grapes, I'm mm. just like, you mm. know. 
I'm less hard on myself, so mm. maybe... It's less of the bashing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I've got to look like this, yeah. I need to look like this, I need to behave this You're right. way. I need to eat certain grapes, <laughs> I need to drink certain wines, I need to do certain things a certain way. It's um, something about an acceptance as, as, as we age mm. and as we... Yeah. Yeah. as we um, grow gracefully older. And also saying, I don't need to do yeah. all these things. Mm. It, there's, there's less must in my life. Yeah. There's less yeah. should in my life. Yeah. There's a bit more will and want. Yeah, mm. and, or I choose mm. to I do choose things and will than, and want. than opposed yeah. to I have mm. to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and there's no question in my <clears> mind that, <throat> that as you get older, um, you are so much more able to see a balance in life. Oh yeah. So yeah. much more able yeah. to see the good and bad points mm. about other people's behavior, about other things that are happening in the world. Seeing both sides of the question, mm. which is not a thing of youth. Mm. Louise, do you find that, that getting more mature brings sweetness into your life? Not always. <laughs> um, I mean, aging. So from one perspective, it's terrifying, isn't it? And partly it's terrifying because I'm my generation of women, our generation, we're going to retire older than our parents, yeah. older than my sisters. So in a way, that's hard. And in another way, it gives me more time to go, right, OK, I've got another you know, 15 years to work, so I can do more things. It's more open. And I think the biggest thing is making it up as I go along. You know, if I compare... I don't look like my mother looked at my age. I don't... I don't do the things, I'm not in the same relationship. So it's more about finding my path. What does it look like? What, what's it going to look like to work till I'm 68? What's it going to look like to work through this horrific government? You know, <laughs> but it's up to me to find out. Mm. Mm. So in a way, what's terrifying is also can be liberating. Yeah. There isn't a rule book. It's been torn up. Do you think there's anything that's improved in you as you've got older, Sam? Me? Oh, gosh. Confidence, for sure. Um, really? Mm. Mm, I wasn't very confident as a, as, a, as, a young, as a young girl at all. I mean, I, mean, I think I'm probably a bit of an extrovert. <laughs> and certainly certainly the, the, the will to be that was there when I was younger, but it was very suppressed because of environmental things going yeah, on around pressure, me, yeah. pressures. Yeah, um, society pressure. Society pressure, yeah. Um, bullying, that sort of thing. So the expectations yeah. as well. Yeah, all mm. of that was, was quite tough when I was younger. And, and I think that took yeah. um, me a lot longer to work my way through. So certainly with age, it, I, I worked that out. That, that took a lot longer. I'm, 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 I don't worry about things as much as I used to. Being comfortable in your own skin, I think, which some of you have been saying, is definitely true. Yeah. But I'm also very confident of the experience I've got and, and the knowledge I have that I can work my way through life now. The person I didn't think I could ever be, or I was even frightened of even contemplating, I've now learned to be through age. So I suppose the takeout for me from that is when you're younger and you look up at this massive big hill you've got to climb and you've no idea how life's going to change and where you're going to go and everything looks quite frightening and you're not too sure about it, actually, as you start climbing that hill, that changes and you can start embracing these things that you wouldn't even have thought about before. So that's, that's, that's me. I would say. You've got to set out to climb the hill, though. You have to climb the hill, yes. Can't just sit on your no. bottom and say, no. let's see what happens. Something, either you've got to spare yourself or Correct. you've got to be lucky enough 
to be spurred on. Yeah. And once that happens, you then go on the track of, of experience mm -hmm. uh, and maturity and, and, and ageing with all the, the joys and the tribulations that brings. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Experience the good and the bad side of the things we do. Um, there are not many bad things we can't get something positive out of. Mm. That's quite right. And is that the same with wine, that you make mistakes and, and you make false starts and you come back and say, well, I can learn from that? A hundred percent. Every single mistake we've made, we've learned from and we've rectified or adapted. Sometimes we've, we've embraced them in a way that you think, well, that was a mistake, I didn't mean to do that. But actually, it's quite interesting what we've achieved there. But yes, you do, you learn from your mistakes. And sometimes your mistakes, you can't improve, so you have to write the wine off. But you never make that mistake again. But that's so why it's do, called mistakes. So you yeah. do it again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I like that. It's really good. It's true. First one isn't always in the masterpiece. It's the yeah, and it doesn't have to be. Mm. No. Yeah. Mm. So I think that's that, that's the perspective of maturity. Mm. Is just give it a go and just. keep going. And, and 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 nobody is born a genius or perfect. Mm. No. Just start and see where it will take yeah. you. Yeah. Give it a go. Couldn't Perfect. agree more. Mm. Thank you so much, Sam, for welcoming us so warmly to Sussex. And congratulations to you, the whole family, and all at Baldy for 50 years of pioneering work. And join us next time as we head to the first urban winery in the UK, nestled in the back streets of London. This was a Sonder production made possible thanks to the Audio Content Fund. You can listen back to the other episodes from this series online. Just search Like a Fine Wine with Oz Clark. And please, drink responsibly.